Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blazing Powers is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals of last-minute tickets. Did you know Blackhawks tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. You know, personally, I when I get on the site, I, I love how you can see the panoramic views. You can see where exactly where you're sitting. Uh, you know what sort of view you're going to have when you have the tickets, and when you get there, it, it's 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 what they sell you. So it's uh, it's easy to see where you're going to sit and and how the, it's going to look where you sit. So uh, so go ahead to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Game Time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets. It's not about me. I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello and welcome to the latest Laz and Powers. I'm Mark Lazarus, joined here by Scott Powers. And uh, Scott, uh, the Blackhawks are fun again, but are they good? <laughs> <laughs> a ringing endorsement. That's the end of our show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it's they're, they're scoring goals again. They're uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it seems pretty similar to last year in some respects. Um, th- that game last night was it was it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, it was just fun to watch. It's uh, Blackhawks Leafs. If that could be the Stanley Cup final, I'd I'd sign up for that. Um, Every time they get together, it's a, it's a little bit of madness. But yeah, I, I you know I, the offense is alive. Patrick Kane's producing. Um, you know they're getting goals. Um, they're giving up fifty-seven shots on goal. So I yeah, <laughs> there's a balance to that. I yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know I, I wrote about it in the column today. It just right now it's they need points. You know they need I think to save uh, jobs to. Uh, the save playoff hopes they they need to move up the standings and give themselves time and maybe eventually they figure it out Connor Murphy comes back and um, maybe they evaluate the roster and all and all those things but right now they need points and and however they can get them you know they, they went to kind of desperation desperation mode last season too where it was just uh, unleash the offense and you know the defense be damned in some ways and um, I don't think it's as bad in some respects I think the penalty kill is actually better and the goaltending is better and um, some of the other stats may not be better, but 
Um, right now, this is how they have to play. Like, they, as long as they're scoring goals and staying in games and producing points, that's uh, that's the key. Yeah, I don't know what it says about Jeremy Colleton's system that they're at their best when they basically ignore it. Because, uh, like I said, this is what they did the second half of last season. They loosened things up and said, you know what, just go score some goals. And it's fun as hell to watch. I, it's it's not it's not a system that's going to win you a Stanley Cup. But you know, we talked last time we talked on Thursday after the morning skate. We were looking at this brutal stretch of seven games in a row they had against all playoff caliber teams and a really defining stretch, and things were pretty bleak. Well, the first three games that they've gotten five out of six points, probably should have gotten six out of six points if they hadn't collapsed against Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know how you could ask for much more than that. If this is the way the Blackhawks have to play, you know, it'll keep people engaged. They'll keep scoring. They'll keep winning some games. They'll get those points. And uh, maybe this is the way. Maybe they're just one of these teams, like the Leafs have been the last few years, where you just go out there and you try to win 6-5 to five every game. I don't know if there's a better option for this team right now. Well, even like, I mean, I look at last season, and I, I think it's a playoff team if the, the penalty kill is actually better. You know, like, this is how they were playing, and they're giving them a lot of chances, and, you know, the PK had been better, and, and maybe you had, uh, you know, a Robin Leonard as a, as a, you know, and Corey Crawford as a one-two punch last year in the playoffs, regardless of what those other statistics said, you know. Um, and and last night I thought the penalty kill the penalty kill was good again. Leonard was you know stood on his head for the most part, and and then they scored some goals. And I don't know if that's how a coach wants to win, especially you know I think Jeremy Carlton's really tried to uh, just get this team to play more of a two way game. And this isn't the road that he wants to go down after going down it last year and, and, and failing. But I, I think there's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you can you can get in the playoffs doing this. You know, like it, it's uh, it may drive you a little bit mad, and, and Jeremy Carlton may feel a lot older than he is at the end of the season. But I don't think it's impossible to win this way. You know, and 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 you know, and we'll see. You know, Connor Murphy's got another. Uh, he, he probably misses. I think it's the next two games. Then he can come back, and and maybe uh, maybe you, you can figure out some of the defense there, and and maybe that you know they. I thought the Blackhawks were heading in a pretty good directions when he when he was. You know, last time we saw him on the ice, so maybe that evens things out. But ultimately, with this team, you need to score goals. You need Patrick Kane putting up points. It's um, even now, like the offense is. You know, Jonathan Taves doesn't have a five-on-five goal all season. I, I was trying to look, you know, going through some of the numbers today, and um, th- there's only a couple of guys that uh, have as few points as he does and played as many five-on-five minutes he as he has. And um, it's, you know, th- there's some areas of this team that, that aren't clicking, you know, last night, uh, I, the Taves line, I think, uh, against Matthew's line was, uh, was on the ice for something like two, uh, two shots on goal four and 12 again. So, um, you know, one of those shots on goal was, uh, was that Brandon Saad goal on the end, which was huge, but, um, that, that top line isn't consistent still, you know, Nylander's kind of struggled as of late and, um, you know, I think Saad's played well, but Taves obviously isn't himself in five on five. So I, I think there are other areas of concern, and, and certainly the defense. And Gustafson had an off night last night, and you know the top pairing hasn't been what you what you'd hope. But um, overall, if you're scoring goals and you're getting good goaltending, and some other areas, I think some of that you can you can hide. I'm trying to come up here with some positives, Scott. You're killing me here. I'm trying to after three weeks of these podcasts being nothing but everything is dead and everyone should be fired. I was trying to come out with some positives and you're still Debbie Downering me. I I think there are positives to be found here. Besides the fact, <laughs> I mean, you see Patrick Kane going, like you said, that's the biggest thing was when he's, when he's scoring like that, that's the, the whole offense changes, the whole dynamic, the whole mood of the team changes. But there are other positives. Calvin DeHaan has been really good. I know it seems silly to talk about defensemen after they give up 822 shots on goal in one game, but Calvin DeHaan... 
he's been playing really well lately. I thought Duncan Keith is starting to look Duncan Keithy again. Um, when you bring Murphy back, uh, th- th- there's going to be an interest. You can you can lessen Gustafson's burden defensively, and then put Murphy back with Keith. I, I think you're going to see a, a a better balanced back end pretty soon in that regard. Um, there's there's a, there there are things to like here. There's there's signs of life, and that's the biggest thing. Is the first month of the season, this team was just kind of going through the motions. It felt like there wasn't any energy on the ice. There wasn't a lot of energy in the room. But when they're scoring like this, they're having fun. And when they're having fun, they play better. I know it's like a silly like little league thing to say, but it's true. It's it's it, you play better when you're enjoying yourself out there. And Patrick Kane wants to play with Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Strom. And since they've been put together, you can see that. You can see that he's he's playing more creatively. He's playing more aggressively. He's having fun and he's scoring. And even though Taves and Saad were were drowned in possession, you know you can see they're producing at the same time. Saad is continuing his really good start. Those that that top six has some balance to it now, has some scoring to it, has some aggression to it now. And uh, there's things you can hang your hat on while you try to figure out how to make Robin Leonard not have to do what he did yesterday. But I, I love Leonard's tweet after the game. He had a Poe from Kung, Kung Fu Panda exhausted climbing the big uh, pyramid that he had to climb. And uh, uh, he better get used to that. And he, you know, uh, he, he is pretty used to that. That's how most of his career is gone. But uh, it's pretty extraordinary what he's been able to do so far. I thought Corey Crawford was just as good in that Pittsburgh game. I know he didn't face the amount of shots uh, Leonard saw against Toronto, but uh, there there were a lot of, I, I think Pittsburgh finished with something like 12, 13 high danger chances, and I, I thought Crawford was really good against Pittsburgh and kept them in that game, and, um, you know, they, they built that lead, and then he, you know, he gave, he gave a couple, and they lose in a shootout, but I, I thought that game actually had some even better chances than the Toronto game, you know, at least up close, and, um, no, I, I don't think it's all negative. I just, it's hard. Uh, there, there has to be a balance to it, you know? Like, it's the fact that Taze doesn't have a five-on-five goal. Like, that's that's significant in some way. I, I uh, you know, I, you know the fact that you're getting some production up and down the lineup. You know, Doc scores a, scores a goal, a big goal yesterday. I thought Kelvin DeHaan uh, did play well. He, he's been he's been huge on the penalty kill. And, you know, he, uh, he, he helped set up the Doc goal with the, uh, creating a rebound and he nearly set up another goal with uh Kubelik just missing out on a rebound in his on his two so I don't think all things are bleak it's just I don't know if this is the formula to success long term I think I think there's still more in this lineup I think maybe even trying Kubelik with uh with Saad and Taves to see if there's more there's more possession to create there um, you know, Zach Smith struggled, and you know Carpenter had to miss yesterday's game with uh, because of the death in the family. But you know, I, I'm not. Sh- I, I still don't see what Zach Smith's bringing that lineup on a consistent basis. And um, you know, I, I think Boquist has held his own now too. I mean, there are definitely positives. Just it's uh, it's it's when you see the 57 shots on goal, and you, and you see some of the guys maybe still underperforming that you sort of think the Blackhawks are still capable of more and. Um, but yeah, some of these lines make a lot more sense. You know, like like we talked about that that Kane line certainly makes sense, and you know I, I think putting keeping Doc in the top nine role, and you know we saw Camp then uh, as the fourth line center just a few games ago, and I, I thought that made a lot of sense too. So I, I think it's it's moving in the right direction in some ways, and um, it's uh, yeah, I, I just I, it's it's not near a finished product yet. I think uh, guys are going to start lining up to be healthy scratched by Jeremy Colleton. It seems like every time he scratches a guy, they come back with a goal. It happened with Kubalik. It happened with Doc. Um, you know, Gustafson got healthy scratched. He came back and had a couple of nice games. Uh, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to see that, you know, sometimes you do have to light a fire under these guys. Um, I don't, I, I, I mean, 
the problem we're running into here is, is, is what is the expectation for this team? Are we expecting them to do more than just scratch and claw their way into the playoffs? Then yeah, if we're expecting more than that, then this is an unacceptable style of play. But for a team that started the way it started and hasn't made the playoffs in two years and hasn't won a playoff series in four years, you know, just get in. Just get in any possible way you can. You had you touched on it in your column today where they just need to get points. It really doesn't matter how they do it. And if they can do it by outscoring opponents, then they just have to do it that way. And maybe over the course of the season, they start figuring out the defensive end a little bit more. Maybe 57 shots becomes 52 shots, becomes 45 shots, becomes 38 shots. And they get that to a manageable level. And then when they get to the playoffs, maybe they're a more well-rounded team. Maybe they have a couple of additions at the deadline. Maybe Zach Smith isn't on the team anymore because it's just not working out and that's a heavy contract I mean the the team we see in February and March isn't going to look exactly like the team we see now but uh, at least there's signs of life there's some kind of pulse for the team right now Uh, and and to the start off this stretch the way they have with uh, five points in six games there's really not much to complain about especially when your goalie is totally cool with seeing 57 shots it seems I think the key now is if they can continue this on the road you know it's uh, I think they've they've actually played pretty well at home, you know. Like it's, I, I think Carlton's done a good job of matching lines up, and um, you know, and and certainly lately getting that offensive rolling. And um, now it's to do on the road. The Blackhawks have the fewest road road points in the league right now. They're one four and two. Um, so I don't know if we've always seen the same team as home and away. And now you now you go into Vegas and you go into in Nashville, a place. Um, they just were and, and, and arguably played, you know, the worst game in the last decade. So I think I, I'm curious to see what our conversation like uh, a week from now. You know, what, what, are, what are we talking about next Monday? If, they, if, 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 if they're doing the same things, picking up points, and if they can get a win on the road here and, you know, get a couple points, I, I think it's a different uh, different storyline than, than what it is now because right now it's uh, they're playing well at home and, and they're getting points and those are key, but eventually you got to win on the road and, and yet they've, uh, they've struggled to do that so far so um we'll uh yeah I'm, I'm curious to see how they play over these next two games I think these next two games are big too to kind of keep this rolling you you want to keep the offense going and um you know and that Nashville game especially was uh, uh they couldn't get anything rolling it was just you know the offense was uh stood still and, and Nashville pounded them and um, you know, Vegas is a team uh, that they play pretty well here. You know, we'll, we'll see how they do in, in Vegas. So I think this is a, a good barometer of where, where this team is and if it's uh, if, if this is sustainable and if they can keep on playing like this because it's uh, home and away, it, it's been a different story so far. Yeah, then going back to Nashville is going to be fascinating because that, like you said, was just a horrific game. And uh, to, to their credit, they've responded pretty well since then. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, the underlying numbers here are not good. They're still the fourth worst team in Corsi. They're the fourth worst team in uh, expected goals for percentage. I mean, they're they're winning by the skin of their teeth, and I don't know how simple it is, but uh, it, it seems to be the best course of action for them because that the, the, the they can't shut anybody down. They just can't do it, so they have to just go and outscore them. Um, well, I, I wanted to get back to Kirby Doc and, and Adam Boquist. I think Boquist is probably heading back down as soon as Murphy returns. I don't think they want to burn a year of Boquist's contract if they don't have to uh, with all the defensemen they already have in the system. Um, what, what have you seen from him, and, and, and what do you think is going to happen when Murphy gets back? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if, if Boquist wasn't the guy to go down. I think... Uh, um... This this has been a good taste for Boquist. You know, I, I don't know if he's ready for this. Um, 
but he but he's been pretty reliable defensively. You know, I, I think there's more that he can uh, do offensively. You know, you've seen occasionally when he gets uh, he gets in the offensive zone. Um, you know, I thought I think you know him and Gustafson on the ice occasionally is kind of fun. Where I, I think uh, you know whenever whenever I, whenever they've been on the ice together, I've noticed them where they're they're creating a little bit more on the top there. And you know, I think Boquist had a pretty good look on net yesterday off a pass of Gustafson. Um, but for the most part, you know, he he's not a liability out there. And um, you know, I think he's he's playing smart. And um, eventually, you want him to play with his instincts and and, and get that offense rolling too. But I think I think he's 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 been fine, you know, and I think that's, that's important for him right now too. Like that he's, uh, you know, to be, if he was on the ice for many goals against, or if he had been a liability, I think that'd be a problem, but you know, he, he has, he scored the one goal. He's chipped in a little bit offensively and, um, you know, he's been on that second power play unit. So yeah, ov- overall, I, I think he's, uh, he's done, done well for his first, uh, his first stint up here and something to build on. And, you know, if someone else gets injured, maybe he does come up and, and they do burn the 10 games. Um, but I, but yeah, like you said, I don't think that's the goal right now. I think it's just to give him a little, little bit of a, little bit of a taste in the NHL, get Murphy back up here and send back Boquist back to Rockford and get some more experience. But uh, overall, it's it's I, I guess it's been satisfactory. Uh, what do you think? No, I agree. I think I think like you see this with a lot of like Brandon Saad saw like two or three games. Uh, uh, before he uh, got sent back down when he was that age. And it's good for these guys to get a taste for it. But Boquist has all the skill in the world, and he's been better in his own end than I expected him to be. I expected it to be an absolute nightmare based on the reports I've heard from scouts and things like that. And there's certainly times where he does look a little overwhelmed. But for the most part, he's held his own. He's hung tough. And uh, I I think that's encouraging. I'll, I'll have a story out later this week about, you know, Every kid goes through these things. I talked to Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane about their times as rookies when they were 18, 19 years old, and it's hard. It's hard to just walk in there and play against grown men all of a sudden. The speed of the game changes. The schedule that you deal with changes. Everything is is, is difficult. And uh, for Boquist, just getting a taste of that for a couple of weeks here, getting the the to, to the feel of it, the lifestyle, to know that he can play at this level is it's only going to be good for him as he goes back to Rockford and uh, and 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 you know, hones his game a little further uh, so that the next time he does come up, he's here to stay. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Robin Leonard. Um, I feel like every single tweet I get these days is, why haven't the Blackhawks extended Robin Leonard's contract yet? And uh, I understand it. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because that would be clearly sending a message to Corey Crawford that he's done, and they don't want to do that because he's accomplished so much here. But uh, Leonard has been just spectacular. It's been amazing to watch. And uh, I had a story over the weekend where um, – I talked to him on, a, I think it was, I want to say Thursday morning, and I just went up to him to ask him one quick question, and it turned into like this 15-minute interview where he was just, uh, you know, talking about his history and how he doesn't get enough credit because he's always played for bad teams, and people think he's a system goalie just because he played for the Islanders last year and Barry Trotz, but he's like, hey, look at what I did in Buffalo. That was a, we were a terrible team, and I still put up good numbers, and, you know, that's what I'm doing now is, you know, I, this is the offense I'm, this is the defense I'm used to playing in, and it's, there's something to be said for the fact that this guy doesn't seem to mind facing 35, 45, 55 shots a night. He seems comfortable with it. He can stop all the, uh, you know, he stops the breakaways. He stops the rushes. He, you know, he can handle himself in these frantic, scrambly situations, which would rattle a lot of other goalies, but he's been doing this for 10 years. This is all he knows other than that one weird year at the Islanders, which he had to say was nice, but not what he's used to. Uh, to have a guy who's comfortable with this, who's not going to get mad at his defenseman for playing this way, 
I think is an important key to this team. Like, you can't have the goalies being pissed at the defensemen for, for allowing this to happen. Leonard just seems to roll with it, which is saying something, because not a lot of goalies would want to play behind this. No, no, he's he's been he's been really good. You know, he's better than I thought too. It's, um, he's he's been the real deal, and it's, um, yeah, night after night, you're you're getting that consistent performance, and uh, now you're getting from Crawford too. You know, he he stopped thirty six of thirty eight shots against the Canucks, and you know twenty nine to thirty one against uh, against the Penguins, and this is what the Blackhawks were envisioning. You know, to kind of have that one two punch where I, I think Leonard's your uh, you know, you're number one for the most part, but if, if Crawford, if you can keep Crawford rolling like this too and get him in consistently and he can play this well, um, it's going to give the Blackhawks a chance every night regardless of, of maybe what the defense is doing in front of them. I mean, that's, um, you know, I remember talking to a scout before the season about uh, about this team and he basically, he said, you know, usually if you have good goaltending, you usually have a, a good team and um, I think a good, good goaltending can mask a lot of things and, um, you know, we've seen that in recent years when, when Crawford was at his top of his game. Um, you know, maybe the Blackhawks always didn't deserve what they, you know, were, were getting in the results. But Crawford was was kind of carrying them over the edge. And, and now, um, you know, and now Leonard, throw Leonard in the mix too. And, and you, you do have two goalies when they're at the top of their game or two of the best, you know, two of the best in the league still. So I, I think it's huge, you know. I, I, think, uh, I think it's helped on the penalty kill, especially Leonard, when you look at his numbers and, you know, it's uh, and, and and Crawford uh, and maybe Crawford getting a rest here and there. It's going to help him too. So, I think this uh, as of late, especially with Crawford playing well, this is what the Blackhawks had hoped bringing those two guys in. And and like you said, I don't expect a you know a contract extension for Leonard um, soon. I'm, I'm sure that he understands and his age understands it's something to probably to discuss uh, towards the end of the year and 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 they get into the off season just because it is a little bit complicated with uh, with Coy Crawford and. And, and how they're going to handle that. And um, um, I'm, I'm interested because right now Colin Delia is struggling in Rockford, and um, and I, I think he'll get back on track, you know, at least we've seen the last couple of years. But um, you, you think in any situation that, that Crawford comes back, that they'd re-sign him too if, if the numbers matched for, for both those guys? It, it, it's hard. I mean, Leonard's four or five years younger than Crawford. He doesn't have the concussion history that Crawford has. I mean, we all want to see Corey Crawford do well this year. We want to see him get past those the, the woes of the last couple of years. But it, it, it's hard for me to envision, unless Leonard doesn't want to sign, unless he wants some kind of like monster deal and goes and signs somewhere else, it's hard for me to picture Corey Crawford coming back next season because I don't think they can devote $12 million to goaltending next year. I don't think that's realistic. So not, both of these guys can't come back. But, man, it would be great if they could because, I mean, think about when the Blackhawks were at their best. 2013, they had Corey Crawford and Ray Emery. Ray Emery got more Vezina votes than Corey Crawford did that year. 2014, you had Auntie Ranta, who was literally unbeatable at home. And then you had Scott Darling for a couple of years, who had the best numbers in the league behind Crawford. And then all of a sudden, Crawford got hurt a couple of years later, and it was Anton Forsberg and Jeff Glass and J.F. Barube, and it was a total disaster. You can't win with bad goaltending. You can't even win with adequate goaltending. You need good goaltending. And uh, to have two goalies who can go out there and be number one is such a luxury that so few teams in the league have. You know, you look at like in Arizona right now with, with Ranta and Darcy Kemper playing the way he's playing. That's a really good one-two punch where every single night, it doesn't matter if it's a back-to-back. It doesn't matter if a guy's been playing a lot because you're always going to have a goalie who can step in and play at a number one level. 
So it, it's such that of all the things that Stan Bowman's done recently, signing Leonard, which you know kind of fell into his lap, he wasn't even looking to do it, uh, might wind up being the best one because, I mean, you think about it, Crawford at his best was playing 55 games a year. That's 25 to 30 games a year where you had a backup goaltender in there. This year, you have a number one goaltender in there every single night. And uh, when, when you're talking, you know, four to six points might make the difference between a playoff spot and not a playoff spot. That makes all the difference in the world. So you'd love to be able to bring Leonard and Crawford back next year. But I just don't see it happening. They would, I think Leonard is the guy, if they can convince him to sign, if they can get what they want out of him. Um, teams have been reluctant on Leonard in the past. They, they, they can, you, know, you know how the NHL is. They're concerned about the mental health issues. That's why he couldn't get more than a one-year deal, I think. Um, had a reputation. But he seems really well-respected in this room. He's become a powerful voice in that room. His play has been spectacular. Everybody seems to like him. Uh, he's got a few really good years left in him, and I can't imagine anyone else being the goalie the next few years. No, I, I agree too. I, I, th- yeah, I, I mean, I, I also kind of assume ending the season that Crawford isn't re-signed, but I, I, I just I wonder if if Crawford was uh, willing to take uh, lower less money or or if some way that worked out. We'll we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I guess I'd be surprised too. Um, they they signed uh, Alec. Uh, Regula today, the guy that they had traded for for Brendan Perlini from the Red Wings. I'm hoping to uh, hoping to have a story up about him. I actually talked to him a few weeks ago. I've been kind of sitting on some stuff and hoping to talk to some people in the Blackhawks organization about him. But they uh, they signed him to an entry level deal, and uh, he's playing with London this year. Rockford uh, Rockford Ice Hogs actually playing pretty well now. They're over 500 after a, a slow start and. Um, I doubt any of those guys get called up anytime soon, just considering uh, kind of where the Blackhawks are cap-wise and um, the fact they've already called up Boquist, but probably a positive sign that defensively they're playing better and they've been getting pretty good goal goaltending. I know uh, Lankinen's been playing pretty well, and uh, Geely's numbers are a little bit down, but it seems like the defense is playing well. I think Philip Holm at some point is probably worth a look. Um, you know, I think offensively they're starting to come around down there too, so... Um, yeah, organizationally, I you know just uh, some of the prospect news as well. Uh, you're headed off to uh, Vegas tomorrow. Yeah, if the snow ever lets up, I'll be heading out there in the morning. Yeah. So Scott, it's snowing out here. I uh, I'm I'm traveling tomorrow, so I have no cold cuts. I have no food in the house. So uh, I think I'm going to try to use DoorDash, which uh, is a, a a sponsor of the Athletics Podcast and uh, connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. I've actually used this on the road a lot because a lot of times I'm in a hotel without a car. I don't rent cars when I'm on the road if I don't have to. Uh, and rather than Uber my way around, I just have DoorDash delivered to my room, and it's great. Uh, door-to-door delivery in all 50 states in Canada. You order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory if you're really feeling unhealthy. Uh, don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLACKHAWKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BLACKHAWKS. Don't forget, that's promo code BLACKHAWKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. I'm sorry, what was that promo code again? <laughs> BLACKHAWKS. Um, and so then uh, I haven't been on the road since Prague. I'm getting itchy here, man. It's weird not being on the road. <laughs> I, after six years of covering basically every single game home and road, it's been strange. But uh, I'll be out there. I've got a couple of stories planned this week. The one I mentioned earlier about uh, uh, comparing uh, Doc and Boquist with Kane and Taves. I've got a, a quirky little fun piece on Wednesday uh, uh, involving Olimata. And uh, we'll see how they do in Vegas. Because that's a, I mean, you know, I, it always feels silly to standings watch in November, but 
Right now, Vegas is in the second wild card. The Hawks are only five points back with two games in hand on Vegas. They're not, despite that start, they're not as far off as, as, as people might think. You know, if they can continue this little hot streak, they'll be right in the mix and right where we thought they would be, which is a bubble team. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, things are going to look a lot better, you know, if you keep on piling up points. And uh, again, I think these next few road games are important just because they haven't really won on the road and done it consistently yet. So if you can do things in Nashville and Vegas, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think my, what what I think of this team will be a little bit changed, and I think there's a little bit more optimism for Blackhawks fans. Um, I have a piece tomorrow on uh, on Colin Dia that I actually I, I started working on before uh, before the season and, and just uh, just getting around to finishing it now. But it, but it was about Colin Dia and, and and his leather uh, his leather working and, and how he actually opened up a business. I know the Tribune did a, something on it. Uh, uh, last year and, and and since then he's he's opened up his own business and uh and he's doing it with his girlfriend it's kind of an interesting story i went to uh their uh their showroom in, in pilsen and and went to a craft fair to check out their to check out their stuff and it, just something a little bit different so that's going to run tomorrow and, and like you said you got your kind of your uh your few pieces coming up i'm the the Mata piece is, is really interesting, something different. It'll be a, uh, a cool read, and I'll, I'll be in Nashville later in the week, so we'll uh, we'll both have these uh, these games covered too. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, we, I had that story last week that uh, about how players, you know, socialize and make friends in, in, the, in the league and stuff, and I had a bunch of people tell me, oh, thank God, something fun to read about because this team is so bad. But then it's like at the same time you and I look at it, it's like, well, if they're being bad, we can't write fun features. They need to be playing well for us to write fun features. So I think we're just going to write the features we damn well want to write and hopefully people will read them. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll be talking on Thursday after I get back from Vegas. Um, we'll see if, if this cold turns into a hangover by then. Um, until then, uh, I'm Mark Lazarus. I'm Scott Powers. We'll see you next time. Won't you let me try